Hear now God's word from the book of Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. The word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. When you see those words in the prophets, you better pay attention to what comes next, right? It's kind of like when your dad says, are you listening to me? You got to perk up. You better pay attention in that moment because you know if you don't, trouble's coming. Thus says the Lord, I am doing a new thing. Even now, even now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? The context of this passage is important. Because the context of this passage is that Israel has not been obedient to God. They've continued to build altars to other gods and they were filling their land with all kinds of idolatry. And so God said, fine, you don't want me to be your God. You don't want me to be your Lord. Then I'll leave you to your own devices. And I'm going to withdraw my hand of protection. And the people near you of Babylon are going to come in. They're going to sack your cities. And they're going to take you off to a land that is not yours. And Isaiah, the prophet, is prophesying to a people who are not in their own land. They have been taken off to Babylon. And they they are pining for the land that God had once promised them. They wanted to go back. And they were in a desperate, desperate mood for some kind of change. And God says, I'm doing something new. I love the other translations of this passage. The NRSV, in my opinion, sometimes waters down the strength of the original languages in ways. And so some of the other translations, like the the King James Version and the ESV, they say, behold, behold, I am doing something new. Behold. When I read this passage and I thought about this sermon this morning, I thought about how often God must have said these words. Behold, I'm doing something new. I can imagine a time where it was just Father, Son, and Spirit sitting together and contemplating what they might create when they said to one another, Behold, behold, we're going to do something new and create the universe. Behold, we are doing something new. I can imagine a time when God called all the angels together after everything seemed to go wrong with humanity. And God said, behold, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to call a man, Abram, to myself. 
And I'm going to make him into a great nation, a nation that might serve me, but that also might serve a plan to save all of humanity. Behold, I'm doing something new. And that wasn't the last time, because another point, when Israel found itself in a foreign land in Egypt and slaves to the Pharaoh building his cities, God said again, behold, I'm going to do something new. And he drew his people out of the land of Egypt. He parted waters. He brought them into the desert so that they might find the promised land once again and reclaim it for themselves. Behold, I am doing something new. We could keep saying that throughout the story of the history of Israel, but I can only imagine the night when all the hosts of heaven gathered together and God said, behold, I am doing something new. And a tiny little baby was brought into this world and all the hopes of humanity and all the hopes of divinity were wrapped up in that little bundle for all of time and history. Behold, I'm doing something new. And of course, the story didn't end there. He on the cross yells out. And I think behind that yell, behind the exasperation of what was going on to Jesus physically, I think at the same time in his spirit, in his heart, he was saying, behold, behold, I am doing something new. And then 50 days later, His spirit rushes upon his people. And once again, I think, proclaims, behold, behold, I am doing something new. Problem is, I don't like new things. And I don't think you do either. You see, we serve this God, this God of incredible innovation. Steve Jobs, watch out. God is the true innovator. God is constantly innovating new things. That doesn't mean he negates the old or what he has done. Even in our passage where he's reminding Israel, he is telling them all that he had done for them in the Exodus, reminding them of his faithfulness. And yet he is telling them, that's not the point. I did all of that so that at this moment, I might do something new with you to bring you back into the land, to restore you to a faithful relationship with me. To put a new spirit in you. And yet we human beings just grumble. Like the Israelites after they left slavery in Egypt. And it wasn't but like 10 steps into the desert. That they were like, oh yeah, we don't have any food. And they immediately began grumbling against Moses and against God saying, ah, What'd you do? Bring us out here into the desert to kill us? We might as well just go back. At least in Egypt, even though we were slaves, we still had three meals a day. 
Friends, if you look at this story and you see those people and you think, how ridiculous are they? You are only calling down condemnation on your own head because I guarantee you, I guarantee you in your own mind at some point when God has been doing something new, you have rejected it and you have decided that you would rather go back to the old because it's familiar and it's comfortable. I don't say that to you as a condemnation to you. That's a condemnation to me. I am that way. We are all that way. We all desire in our selfishness to be comfortable in the known, even if that known is slavery, than to be uncomfortable in the new that God is doing ahead of us. It's scary to follow God out into the desert. It's scary to behold that God is doing something new. And yet if we would get it, if we would get it, if we would pay attention to the new things he's doing right here, right now, we would praise the Lord for what he's doing. I see newness all over our community. As I walked into this church, at some point in the history of this church, the diaper ministry didn't exist, and yet two women in our church dreamed up a way that they could provide for those who don't have what they need and the necessities for their growing family. And they found a way that we as a church could come and we could meet that need, and they created it. Another woman in our church realized that there was all kinds of middle-aged, divorced, single folks who didn't have fellowship together in Christian bonds, and so she created a new ministry. Another followed the way of God into the college campus near us to reach international students. There is new things being done all around us. And we embrace it. Good for you. But are you ready for what's next? Or would you want to retreat into those things that have now become familiar and comfortable? Go back to the thing that didn't stretch you, that, that was just the same as we've always done. What new does God have before us? We've been in this process as an eldership trying to seek the will of God, listen to his voice, and find out what is it that God is calling us to be in the future. And then we've gotten to a point where we've listened about as far as we can on our own, and we've begun to invite the congregation in, and we've started some activities. And we had those of you who came for four weeks do Lectio Divina together. Who had ever heard of Lectio Divina before in our church? And we had 65 people a week come, or more, and meditate and think on the scriptures to imagine what God might be doing new in the midst of us for the future. And then we met at the beginning of this year, the beginning of this program year, and we only had a short service. And then we took off into our community and neighborhoods and about 45 of us walked six different neighborhoods and prayed for Dearborn, for our neighbors, for the institutions in our community. What an amazing new thing God is going to bring out of your willingness to embrace his innovation. God is doing something new. Do you perceive it? Even now, even now, it springs forth. Are you hopeful? Are you excited? 
Or are you letting it scare you and becoming negative? Your reaction is your choice. For me, even though it scares the heck out of me, I'm going to be excited for what God is doing. And I look forward to what God is going to do through each of you as he makes you to be innovators for his kingdom in Dearborn and beyond. Let us come. Let us celebrate God's faith for us reciting our Apostles' Creed. Don't ever say I didn't give anything to you. I've given you 20 minutes because I was concise today. Go, don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of the new thing God is doing in you, in you, in your life this week. Embrace it. Take it in and trust that it is a blessing beyond measure. Follow God out into the desert knowing that he'll provide for you no matter what it is. And that he will give to you what you need to be his ambassador beyond these walls so that his kingdom might continue to grow so that you might be able to be a part of the new thing.